0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Radio.com Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former Major Leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside my partner, John Heyman, and this is Big Time Baseball. We have a terrific episode for you today. Listen, this might be the first time in the history of big-time baseball, John, that we get to open up with my San Diego Padres who have <laughs> won seven straight. And uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. right now has got to be the league the, the leader in terms of uh, the MVP list uh, in this short 60-game season. This team has been very impressive. Now, listen, we're talking about a second-place team, but the mere fact that I think we're talking about the Padres in the way that we're talking about the Padres right now, uh, and for, for a San Diego and you know, a life, lifelong uh, San Diego fan, uh, this is pretty exciting, John.
0: I'm excited for you, Tony. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, they were a trendy pick, you know, along with the White Sox, who were doing well in the American League and uh, certainly explosive Padres have been fantastic. You're right. Seven in a row, incredible. Very tough division they're in. All those grand slams they hit, I'm with you. Uh, Tatis Jr. is the MVP to this point. Uh, Obviously, Betts is uh, quite a threat and and, uh, a fantastic candidate for that honor, uh, too. But right now, I mean, the fielding, the arm, the speed, uh, the power. I mean, Tatis Jr. is uh, potentially... uh, an all-time great. I mean, you don't want to say that too early. He's barely played a season at this point, but uh, he's uh, fantastic, and uh, the team is doing uh, the team is doing great. So I'm happy for you, Tony.
1: Yeah, no. Listen, although the Padres are doing great, Fernando's doing great. I'm always reluctant to heap that type of praise on a guy, especially when he hasn't even played 162 games yet in his career. That being said, doesn't take away from the the way he's played, I mean, he, he, to me, one of the things that Fernando has improved on most this year is his defense. I mean, he had, uh, I think it was 18 errors last year in, in 81 games, 82 games played, which is a lot of errors and uh, credit to Bobby Dickerson, who came in from uh, on the uh, last, last place he was, I believe was in Baltimore before he got here to San Diego. And he has really helped clean up his footwork uh, but the the, irony, the, the the ironic part of this story is the Padres became the topic of conversation because of some scuttle about whether Tati should be swinging 3-0, whether he shouldn't be swinging 3-0. Uh, that was the story on that day. But the following day, they hit another Grand Slam. Then they hit another. They hit four, straight grand, grand, or four grand Slams in four straight games. Uh, and from there, the team has really – won every game, including the next three that they have. Then they went on, they went hit four or five grand slams in six games. This team has been really good, and and that is despite the troubles they've had with that bullpen that has been that has struggled and had to deal with injury as well.
0: Yeah, that's the one question for them right now is, is the bullpen injuries. Uh, going in, we thought that was certainly going to be one of the strengths of the team, but uh, you lose Pomerantz and Yates, those are – uh, the two key relievers on that team. So that's something they're definitely going to try to address. And we'll talk about all the potential trades and all the stars that could potentially be traded coming up. But uh, the bullpen is going to be interesting because uh, many, many, many teams are interested in pen help and there really are not a lot of bullpen arms or certainly no. stars out there to be gotten. Uh, yeah. I Appreciate your restraint on Tatis Jr. You're a professional, Tony. I, I'm sorry. I can't do it. I mean, it's too exciting watching this guy play with the talent that he's had. As obviously, there are guys who've had that great first year and uh, didn't become all-time greats or Hall of Famers or even uh, perennial all-stars, but uh, it would be a shocker at this point uh, if he is not a perennial all-star. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he signed for 700000 I believe, which is – Decent amount of money, but uh, he wasn't looked at. And I've talked to several scouts about this as, as a as a sure thing. Uh, despite his name, the uh, fact that his father was a good major leaguer, um, you know, people didn't see it for some reason. And it's hard to believe now. I mean, looking at him, the speed, the arm, uh, the power, the ability to hit. Uh, I mean, he's really one of a kind. So uh, that's fantastic. AJ Preller, the GM, did. Make that trade, which looks like an all-time great right now. They also got rid of Shields in that deal, so uh, that was an extra added bonus uh, that they lost some of that money. But uh, obviously, getting an all—what looks to me—I know we're, you're you're very uh, uh, constrained about this, and I appreciate that. What looks to me like an all-time great uh, for a uh, an aging pitcher. Uh, fantastic job by uh, by Prowler there and. Uh, you know, uh, he's made some deals and uh, taken chances and seems to be paying off. Well, Myers is performing well. Uh, one yeah, person has yeah. been overshadowed at Denelson Lamette. he has been one of the better pitchers in the national league uh, to this point. Um, you know, I think the question is going to be going forward and now in the pen, just the, just the pitching. Um, Cause I think in terms of the positional players, obviously Tatis fantastic, but uh, it seems like a nice mix of uh, veterans and young guys. And, uh, they're they look like a threat to me. I mean, they're not the Dodgers, but they're they're coming on.
1: They're they're definitely a threat. I, I agree. Tatis Jr. at the very least looks like a, a perennial all-star for sure. We'll wait and see. But you know, the thing that I think has gotten overshadowed for this Padre team uh is the offense. Because I don't think anybody saw the offense being as productive as they are ha- as they have been. And don't look now, all of a sudden Manny Machado is starting to get hot. He uh, hit the two-run homer last night or yesterday to give the Padres the victory, and this is without Tommy Pham, who who might be done for the rest of the season. Uh, they have seemingly since his injury, since he walked off the field with that broken hand, they haven't lost a game. So uh, they've been able to pick up the pieces offensively. And, and, and listen, they're not the Dodgers yet, but having talked to a few of those guys in that Dodger locker room, having had Jerry Harrison uh, on our show a few times, I know that they understand that the Padres are, are, are coming and, and that they're yeah. very aware of it for sure.
0: Yeah, and you know, Grisham is a guy too who gets overlooked a bit. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. A, a nice uh, little pickup for them. Uh, obviously uh, with Milwaukee, he showed potential last year and then uh, had that unfortunate play happen in the wild card game where the ball took a funny change of direction that Soto had. He had a magical wand uh, in the playoffs last year and Another incredible talent in baseball, which is great that we have so many of them between Acuna and Soto and uh, Tatis Jr. But uh, Grisham looks like he is uh, here to stay as a a very productive uh, player as well. So uh, the moves that they made are looking much better. Will Myers is looking better. Uh, Will um, uh, Hosmer looking much. Eric Hosmer looking better. And, uh, you know, overall, uh, things are looking up for the Padres.
1: They are. Let's stay in that division, John, because a a, a team that's probably been way more surprising than the Padres is the Giants. They've they've moved into that third slot in the National League. West having won six straight. And whoever's saying they saw this coming is lying through their teeth because there is not a soul (laughs) on walking on this planet that felt like the Giants would be in the conversation, even in a 60 game season, John.
0: Yeah, it's really amazing. Uh, Foreign Zaidi does a nice job with uh, pickups that people don't expect. Uh, Mike is uh, certainly an MVP candidate as well. Uh, when you talk yeah. about Tatis and Betts, I shouldn't leave out uh, Mike and and uh, just turned 30 years old, uh, so he might be looked at as a late bloomer, and maybe he is, but uh, he's been one of the best players, two-way players in the league this year. And uh, Donovan Solano at age 33. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about a late bloomer. Yeah. Uh, hitting up a storm, and you know what? Their pitching is pretty good. Uh, that rotation has been excellent, led by uh, Cueto, and some of the others have had nice performances. We don't know how it's going to hold up, or if it's going to hold up. But uh, you know, uh, you know, they, they look a lot better than we thought. Uh, that division is the best of the three divisions. I'm not shocked about that. I didn't have the teams maybe in the right order, but. Uh, that the, the West is better than the central and the East at this point. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see who's a buyer, who's a seller. We're going to talk about that later, but so many teams uh, right in the middle right now, streaking one way or the other, but uh, you know, you've got the giants, the D backs, uh, you know, got the Rockies, uh, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Washington Mets, uh, you know, they're all kind of uh, right in the middle, whether they're buyers or sellers. And it's going to be interesting to see San Francisco is a team that uh, I think as recently as four days ago, I, I said on MLB Network that they're one of the five almost sure sellers. Now, I'm not so sure about that. They they, they may not be a seller.
1: They, they've been in the same position two years in a row where they anticipated selling and then their team goes on the run and it puts them in a spot where they either have to make buy, which they don't want to do in their position. They want to continue to build from within or... They have to stand pat, pat where you can't really get anything uh, for anybody because, you know, you want to play. And this year it might be a little different with no fans in the stands to kind of dictate that kind of action a little bit. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they are. Uh, of course, of course, John, the the the, the Dodgers, as we mentioned a little bit while we were talking to the Padres, they seemingly are starting to hit their stride. Mookie bets, another two-home run game yesterday. Uh there's nothing really that we're going to say that 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 is different than anybody already knows but it, it it is kind of astonishing to me that they just continue to be the the cream of the crop uh in the and really in the National League period and you could argue in all baseball
0: yeah i think so i mean they they were my pick i frequently picked them in fact most years i've picked them to win and they've let me down and who knows this year with 16 teams making the playoffs, they're going to be just one out of 16 in the playoffs, but they're on a 118 win pace. If you play a 162, of course we're not. Uh, they've been fantastic with all of the uh, starting pitching defections, uh, still terrific. And uh, Dustin May, another star that they have now in the rotation, uh, that adds to with Bueller and Kershaw and Stripling and uh Looks pretty good with that lineup, which is absolutely fantastic. I think it's the best in that league um, overall. Uh, certainly, with Betts, the MVP candidate Bellinger was the MVP last year. Uh, and one of these days, we're going to have that debate about the best player in the National League. Uh, right now, you're winning. Betts has been better than Bellinger, but uh, I'm not giving up yet. They're both fantastic. Uh, their bullpen was supposed to be the weakness, and it's been really good. So wow. their bullpen's yeah. going to be good. Uh, you know, it's hard to see them getting stopped, but it's a weird year. You got a three game playoff in the first round, and then you got a gauntlet to go through with four rounds. And uh, you know, it's difficult to say who's going to win for sure. But they, they were my pick, and a lot of people's pick to win the World Series. And right now, they are the clear favorite. Can
1: somebody explain to me how does uh, Bruce Dargittoral Get away from get. How, how do you how do you mess up the medicals? Seemingly the way it seems like Boston did. Because if I'm not mistaken, Boston got out of that deal because they didn't like his medicals, and he's pitching for the Dodgers in one of their best arms coming out of the bullpen. The Dodgers lucked up on this one.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I guess we'll see long term. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm only playing one on a podcast as I do on uh, TV sometimes. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. Maybe the doctor looked at it and said uh, it may not hold up. You know, uh, he obviously was throwing over 100 miles an hour. So uh, clearly a talent and it worked out for the Dodgers nicely. Uh, I think Boston was happy to get Jeter downs at that time. We'll see. Now we don't, we haven't seen Jeter downs play yet because of course there's only alternate sites. There's no minor leagues, but, uh, now he he have a great name. Um, you know, I think people think he's going to be a, a real star as well. And Verdugo, uh, while well, being a little different kind of a cat, uh, he, he's hit up a storm. So that's <laughs> one of those trades that seems to have helped out all the teams, you know, Boston was rebuilding, obviously gave up, uh, one of the best players in the game, and uh, got Verdugo, who they're going to have for six more years at least. And you've got Jeter Downs with potential, and Minnesota did well. Maeda's throwing extremely well for them. And uh, obviously the Dodgers with Mookie Betts now signed up for an additional 12 years. Uh, Can't argue with their end of it either. One of those trades where it worked out for all three teams, I I do think. But you're right, and Gratterol, uh, big plus for their Pen for a team that's a win now team and that worked out fine for them.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And you're right. And we'll see how it lasts. But at this point, I feel like if you look at anybody's arm, it, they all could go. They're all throwing a hundred yeah, plus seams. Unfortunately, like, so yep. That, yep, you're
0: absolutely that, right.
1: That, that just seems like the kind of the, the nature of the of, of of being a pitcher at this point. Let's talk about the Rockies because they have completely gone in the opposite direction. They've lost seven straight. This was a team. That as, as far as back as a week and a half ago, we're at the top of the division. Now, all of a sudden, they're at the bottom of the division, having lost seven straight. Uh, they have two of the most talented players in the league, yet it almost seems like their years are their years of production are being wasted at this point. Um, it's just hard to to really. I, I guess it's not hard. They're, they're in Colorado. You always know pitching is going to be an issue there, uh, but they just can't seem to to get out of their own way, it seems like.
0: Yeah. They look like they're on the right track with uh, their pitchers coming back. Senzatella was looking good. Marquez, very talented, looking good. Freeland regained his form. Obviously story, we know what he can do. Blackman threatening 400, maybe not quite as much now as he was a week ago, but, uh, you know, they have a lot of things going for them. They're in a tough division. I think it's a tough place to play and, uh, it's been difficult for them. Um, obviously, uh, losing seven straight combined with San Diego winning seven straight San Francisco winning six straight. Uh, You can't have a worse week than that. I don't want to say it's a big time baseball jinx, but we were supposed to have Bud Black on last week. And for some reason he wasn't able to do it. No fault of his something came up and uh, look what happened to his team. So that's a warning to everybody from now on that if you have, uh, you, you've got to go through with your interview with big time baseball. I'm I'm only kidding, but, 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 <laughs> and, and uh, it's unfortunate that he wasn't able to do it. He had something pers- personnel wise come up, but uh, they haven't won since.
1: Yeah, no, they haven't. Listen, buddy's one of my favorites. Uh, one of my favorite managers I've had a chance to play for. I know how much he cares, how much he, how much work he puts in it, but it just seems like right now, uh, and, and i the, the, the the kind of the the irony in this is it really hasn't been the pitching. Pitching and defense has actually been pretty good, at, at the very least decent uh, for the Rockies. Their offense hasn't necessarily been that great. It hasn't been as prolific as it was early in the season. We'll see if they can turn that around, John. Let's switch to the American League. There's two teams, two young teams that uh, people were getting behind at the beginning of the season. They both got off to slow starts. Uh, now they, before this weekend, going into the weekend, they had one six straight. That's the Chicago White Sox and, and the Toronto Blue Jays. For me personally, the White Sox six-game winning streak meant a little bit more than the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays kind of uh, played a, a weaker part of their schedule. They had Baltimore in there mixed in. Uh, I think they had Detroit in there as well. Uh, the, the White Sox, on their hand, just took uh, two of three from the Cubs who were playing good baseball how do you? Where do you think these teams are at? To me, it, it just seems like this might be a kind of one of those blip on the screen for Toronto, whereas the White Sox might actually be gaining some momentum. I think you're right. A good job by Toronto. Charlie Montoyo uh,
0: was not on the radars of a lot of people looking for managers, and I think that was a good choice. I think he's got a great yeah. personality for it. They lost Bo Bichette, their best player, and since after that, they won their next six. So, uh, excellent job there by uh, Montoya and the Blue Jays. But uh, it's hard to see them as a contender coming off a 95-loss season. Uh, certainly Ryu uh, at the top of the rotation helps. Roark helps. Potential trade candidate. But uh, we shall see there. The White Sox, I mean, uh, they are explosive team. Abreu with uh, home runs wow. and four straight at-bats. Incredible. Anderson, uh, fantastic at and shortstop. you got Robert in center. Moncada. I mean, uh, you have some some great uh, athletes, some guys with four or five tools, uh, easy. uh, And, uh, you know, they're clearly a threat. I mean, uh, if those pitchers can come through, Cease looked good in in a loss uh, uh, over the weekend to to the rival Cubs. And uh, that was the one game that they did lose. Uh, But if they can get some contributions from some of their young pitchers, uh, you know, they may do some interesting things. Uh, they, They already have, really.
1: Yeah, no, the ball the ball that Roberts hit out in, in Chicago at, at the Wrigley Field the other day was amazing. I, I can't say that I've ever heard a ball sound like that off the bat. Uh, I've seen balls go that far, but it's just a different sound listening to these guys swing. They've been a, a fun team to watch. We watched Keiko really carve up the Cubs the other night. That was an impressive performance. This team, I think, is starting to hit the groundwork blue Jays they uh finally started showing they could they could swing the bet without Beau Bichette in the lineup they've got some uh, some traction there do you, do you think it's real do you think they can maintain this
0: well they're gonna be better than last year I have no question about that and they already are but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough for them um... We'll see. The eight teams make it. But uh, as I said, I thought the the manager, Montoya, was doing a nice job. Uh, Biggio's come in, come on, and so has Vlad Guerrero. Uh, They have all these sons of uh, greats, uh, Guriel as well. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Bichette is uh, 50-50 to come back at all this year. Uh, If he does, that would be a plus. Uh, but I, I'm with you. I, the White Sox, to me, look like they're, they're here now. And they understood that. That's why they went out and signed Grundahl and Keichel and Geo. Right. And, Gio, right. and uh, you know, they added to the mix that they had. The White Sox, uh, I think, are the uh, version of the Padres in the American League, whereas they're, they're ready to make noise. Are they ready to win the World Series? I'm not sure about that yet. But uh, they're certainly right. uh, making right. a lot of noise and very explosive, interesting team.
1: Yeah, certainly both White Sox and Padres, at least at this point, we're halfway through the season. Uh, our teams, should they get in the playoffs, you don't necessarily want to have to play with those two teams because of the explosiveness of both offenses and how they can put runs on the board. Let's uh, go to the National League East. My, uh, my my guy, Steven Strasburg, San Diego State alum, uh, he's going to have to miss the rest of the season. Carpal Tunnel. Uh, in his right hand, obviously a, a pretty huge blow uh, for the Nationals.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you heard carpal tunnel, and you, you figure it could go either way. David Price had the carpal tunnel, and uh, remember that a few years ago, and he ended up pitching his team uh, to a World Series win. So, um, you know, Strasburg uh, has had a, quite an interesting career with a variety of injuries, but when he's on the mound, fantastic uh, in terms of pitching in the clutch and all time great, that is a major blow. Obviously they still have Corbin and, and Scherzer. And so they have, still have a great front too, but uh, you know, I think coming off a year in which they won a world series in uh, magical fashion with the Kendrick home run and uh, the Grisham uh, change of direction hit that got them through the world wild card and all that yeah, went on. Yeah. Uh, they've had guys opt out. They've had some injuries, uh, you know, they've lost Rendon. Uh, you know, it's going to take uh, quite a performance, I think, by Davey Martinez, even just to get them into the playoffs uh, this year. Just so much going on. Um, I thought they'd be able to sneak in and get one, grab one of those final spots. Now now I'm not quite so sure.
1: Yeah, you know, the, the thing about winning a championship, no matter how good your team is, it does involve some uh, quite a bit of luck. You, you need that on your side. And Washington had a lot of that on their side last year. Doesn't seem like they have that same kind of luck. Uh, over in Philadelphia, they seem to be having to finally address what is the league's worst bullpen uh, with an ERA over eight. They they address it, making a move. I don't know if it's enough though, John. <laughs> they have a, a whole. They have many holes in that bullpen. Not just one or two guys are going to fill it.
0: Yeah, we talked about that uh, very early, that their pen was a, a real question uh, coming in uh, to the season and uh, it has played out that way. Naris is uh, a, a fine reliever, but uh, you know, in this day and age, you probably need eight or ten good relievers the way things have, have gone. Yeah. And uh, they made that trade for Workman and uh, Embry, and I, I think – uh, I think they're going to need to do more. Uh, I think they understand that. Uh, That's probably not going to be enough. Um, You know, I know Girardi in New York when he won the world championship, he had Robertson as the setup man and Rivera as his closer and uh, worked the bullpen beautifully. Um, He's going to have to perform some magic now. Right now he's got co-closers with Nearest and uh, Workman and – I mean, they finally saved the game, and they did it by a good throw from a McCutchen from the outfield, and they nailed uh, uh, Dansy Swanson to end the game. So uh, they get a save for that, but uh, you know, it, that's the kind of save that they get. Uh, they they've gone five games in a row where they'd blown a lead and lost the game, and for uh, them, uh, it was big to win that one um, Sunday night. Uh, but uh, they still have questions. I I'm with you on that one. It's, you mentioned that Washington got luck last year. I think you're right about that. They did get luck, but I, I think that was kind of making up for all the bad luck they had in the previous years in the playoffs, yes, all the true. chances they had against the Dodgers and the Cubs, and uh, forgetting some of them, uh, St. Louis uh, and uh, the all the uh, yeah. exciting games yeah, that they lost. Uh, and so they were kind of due. I think it was almost uh, only fair that they they luck ran on their side this time.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I've ever been in a, seen a, a major league baseball season where I've seen as many games in on plays at the plate as I have this year. There's been at least two with the Padres this year. I saw the one last night, and as a former outfielder and, and a little bit of a nerd, I enjoyed watching the cut and relay to home plate uh, to, to nab Dansby Swanson. Uh, to break. Yeah, that I think the game change in the rules. Too. Yeah. The change in the rules
0: seems to have given the catchers a little bit of an advantage, uh, you know, uh, yeah, no I know they weren't going to overrule that call, but, uh, it, it did seem that NAP was sort of blocking that plate a little bit there at the end of the game. Uh, but you, they don't want anybody running through the, the catcher anymore and, and nobody has done it. But, uh, you know, by all rights, they're still allowed if the catcher is in the way. So, uh, uh, I don't know. Right, it's an interesting right. thing, it, it, but it seems players, like the, the advantages to the catcher at the moment, Let's some, there's some rule change or some thoughts change on that.
1: The advantages to the catcher because they know as a catcher, if the throw takes them there, they get back to doing what they've been doing for a large part of their, their careers. I mean, at least, uh, at least some of their minor league careers, some of these guys. But for the runner, I think subconsciously, you're just in your head, don't run over the catcher. So at no point... Does it ever cross your mind any? But it'll be interesting as as we go along further in this rule, which, by the way, I'm not a fan of. I, I think there's got to be a better way to, to do it because the interpretation is going to be different for every umpire. Because you're right, it did look like the catcher was blocking the plate on that and didn't give the runner a lane. And you could argue, well, the throw took him there, but it looked like he was set up there before. So I think that's, a, that's one of those debates we're going to have uh, for quite some time. By the way, those those Philly arms that were acquired were Brandon Workman and, and Heath Henry uh, for the Red Sox. Red Sox completely in cell mode. Uh, the New York Mets, they're set to finally get back to some action Tuesday after kind of dealing with their COVID scare.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, baseball is fortunate. They had two. Uh, and it stopped there. Uh, the, the tests came back negative after that. I think there was some worry because it was more than one. The other cases where there were more than one, they turned into outbreaks with the Marlins and the Cardinals. We had Cincinnati with one, and it stayed there. Now we have the Mets with two, and it stayed there. And I think uh, baseball's learned to be a little more cautious. Uh, the one mistake baseball made, and of course this is all new to everybody, so I'm not blaming anybody or whatever, but uh, the one mistake that we could see is that uh, when the Marlins had one case, then none, then they added, I think it was two or three, that the next day uh, they should have been shut down at that point. Now, right. fortunately uh, the other team, the Phillies, did not get any COVID uh, at least among the players. Uh, but uh, so it doesn't appear to uh, be transmitted from one team to the other, but within the clubhouse, uh, it did. And then the Marlins had an outbreak and uh, it looks like baseball is learning from that. And uh, there's progress being made. I think we're trending up and all that is very good.
1: Yeah, no no doubt about it. And we'll have more mess info for you a little later on in the show when we get to Heyman's inside corner. Uh, let's stick and stay in New York because the Yankees for the second straight year uh, are dealing with a massive amount of injuries on their roster. Uh, last year, for somehow they were able to kind of weather the storm, if you will, uh, and, and still be a really, really good team. Do you think they can do it again this year? It just seems like two years in a row, weathering major injuries seems like a, a tall task.
0: It does right now. It doesn't seem good for the Yankees, but there is an advantage to having that $240 million payroll. And Lemayu should be back T-shirt. fairly soon. Britton, I've been in contact with. He's confident he can be back soon. Judge is expected to be back very soon. Uh, by the time you hear this, he probably will be back. Uh, Torres expected to be back pretty soon. They do think Stanton will be back. Uh, the original thought was three to four weeks, uh, and being a muscular guy might take a little bit on the high side of that. We'll see. But, uh, uh paxton is kind of iffy whether he'll be back he got good news in that you no know, tommy john has been recommended but uh it, they said two to eight weeks and that's a big variance there if it's eight weeks uh we're not gonna see him again likely for the year uh, so they got a they got a lot of issues but they have a lot of depth they have a big payroll they can make trades they have the wherewithal to do it like a like every team they're losing money this year but uh they have more money to lose, so uh, All right. I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and did a lot of stuff on the trade market in terms of relievers, starters, and whatever else they may need. But uh, can the answer, the shorter answer, can they get through it? Yes, they can. It's the New York Yankees.
1: By the way, let's celebrate the fact that it took us 25 minutes to actually talk about COVID-19. We had been leading the show. All right. Good job. Well, I, I, I credit <laughs> you for
0: that. <laughs> if it had been me i probably would have said in the first sentence but uh, i'm glad you're running the show today uh
1: Dj Le- by the way DJ lemay you Torres are the latest Yankees to go down uh we'll we'll see we'll sit back and see if uh they can actually uh weather this storm again because i can tell you for being in a locker room it's tough to rally around the same uh battle cry back to back years especially when it's of the injury variety you just you get discouraged. You you know how hard it was to work through the injuries that you had last year, and now you got to do it again in a lot smaller, shorter time frame than you're used to. Last year, the Yankees had 162 games, to kind of weather. You only get 60 this year. So I, I just think this is going to be a much more difficult task. But fortunately for them, in the American League is weaker than it's been in, in, in quite some time. Uh, so they may be able to to get it and weather storm until they get some of their, their big guys back. All right, let's, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk. We're going to do Heyman's Inside Corner. He's got some great information on trade deadlines, the Mets and their ownership issues, and uh, you know if a going to actually be a, a real competitor in this in bidding process. Okay, picture this.